What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Happy Thursday to everyone out there. Want to thank Better Edge, great friend of the show, and it should be a great friend of everyone who likes to bet on sports. Why? Vig free betting. That's right, they've gotten rid of the Vig. And the way they do this is Better Edge is more like a stock trading platform than a typical sports book. So you're pretty much buying and selling you know, one end of a bet. So what'll happen, like tonight, if you like Tampa Bay minus eight and a half, you can put a bet out there for minus eight and a half. And if anyone likes the other side, which would be Dallas plus eight and a half, they can get that VIG free. So Better Edge doesn't take any percentage. They completely stay out of it. And the one question I always get, it's like, why do they, how do they make money? Like, why do they, they have a completely different business model. They make money in other ways and they allow us to bet VIG free. So they're just matching you up with someone in, in the country who wants the other side. And uh, a lot of times, if you click on a game, there's a lot of bets that are already available. So you don't even have to put an order out there. You can fill an order that's already been put out there if it's the team you want. So check them out online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, like sports better. Use promo code SHARP and uh, that promo code gets you a free $10 and it lets you know we sent you right here on the Sharp Angle Podcast. Online, betteredge.com, promo code SHARP. What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. How's everyone doing? Happy Thursday. Today is September 9th. 9-9. Drew Brees Day. How's your week? How's your week so far? Cashing some baseball winners or whatever else is going on. I think it's international soccer too. I usually stay away from the international soccer, but we're going to be back with some Premier League bets this weekend, so uh, stay tuned uh, tomorrow. God, I'm like, what, what's today? Thursday? That's right. It's Thursday. Yeah, stay tuned tomorrow. We'll do a bonus quick picks for some games coming up on Saturday morning. But today is Deep Dive Thursday. Every Thursday, take a deep dive look. It's something in the sports betting industry, whether it's an idea, a concept. Sometimes we deep dive handicap a game. Today, I'm going to go every team, going to go through every team in the NFL and predict a... Uh, record for the season. So we'll be going every single division, every single team, and I'll be saying what I think the record of these teams will be. And uh, it took a little bit of math because obviously you kind of had to figure it out and the wins and losses all had to add up. So I'm pretty sure they do. And maybe I'll find like a win here or there, but I'm pretty sure this all adds up. So all right, let's start off in the AFC. We'll go AFC East. Uh, I've got the Bills winning the AFC East at 11 and 6. Josh Allen, I think he has a, a, a it's funny, he's kind of polarizing. There's a lot of people who think he's going to have a down year that last year may have been a fluke. I think he's a quarterback with a lot of tools. He's a very very good. I was listening to Greg Cosell earlier this week and he was talking about Josh Allen being potentially the most talented uh, quarterback in the NFL, and that includes Patrick Mahomes, and and that's the whole package of quarterback. And I know that seems like a hot take, but Greg Cosell is not really about hot takes. He works for the NFL Network, and he's about studying and breaking down film. So I like the Bills this year. Uh, a lot of people like the Bills, but I think the hype is warranted. 11-6, and six, I have them winning the AFC East. I've got the Patriots second at 10-7. and seven. I do think Mac Jones has a good year as a rookie, and I think that uh, Bill Belichick and the offense and Josh McDaniels, keep him within the parameters of the offense. Don't ask him to do too much. They're going to have a, a good defense, and uh, I think they're going to have a good running game as well. So Pats, 10-7. and seven. I've got the Dolphins at 9-8. and eight. 
question marks about Tua. I think they'll still have a winning record, but uh, I think that a lot of people in the building don't think Tua's the guy. Look, it, that's the obvious thing lately, right? He wasn't voted captain. That's what everyone's kind of talking about, but I think there's more to it, and I just think he's not as talented as a lot of people think. He doesn't have those tools, doesn't have those gifts. When you think about what led him to his success at Alabama, it doesn't translate to the NFL. He's smaller, he's quick, but not as quick. I mean, he, he's comparable with the average scrambling or mobile quarterback in the NFL. So I don't think he has a lot you know, of special ability. I like the kid, but I just don't think he's a great quarterback who's going to take Miami over the top in what seemed to be an AFC East that may have struggled, but that's not the case because the Bills are very, very good. The Patriots seem to have turned around pretty quickly, and uh, the Dolphins are, I think, the third team. Jets, I have 4-13. and 13. I actually gave out a couple weeks ago under six and a half Jets at minus 150. Uh, that was the actual market price a couple weeks ago. So Jets, 4-13. and 13. I have last place in the AFC East. All right, let's go on to the AFC South. I've got Tennessee winning the South at 12-5. and five. And this is one of my uh, biggest overachieving teams this year compared to where the market has them. I think Tennessee's over-under is 9 in the market. And I think they're a much better team than that. I'm not sure why Ryan Tannehill. I feel like Ryan Tannehill could win the MVP in the next season. People would be like, yeah, yeah, but there's a bunch of reasons why he's still an average quarterback. I'm not sure why they've got a great roster. They added to their offense. I mean, they did. They hardly lost anything on defense. I think that Minnesota or Minnesota, I think Tennessee is going to be a really good team this year. 12 and five. I have Tennessee, and that would actually, in my rankings, put them as the number two seed in the AFC. All right, let's go on uh, the Colts. I have finishing in second in the South at nine and eight. I think the South's going to be one of the worst divisions this year. The Colts, nine and eight. I think that uh, Carson Wentz, he's supposed to play from week one, but his health is a concern. I mean, he's supposed to be nowhere near 100%, and the market told you that. And what I mean by that is the market moved five points when it was announced that Carson Wentz was going to be out. Then he was ruled to be back in, and the market didn't do anything. It was crickets. So you wonder, okay, was it because of anything? Is it because... And really, the consensus, you know, there, there, there could be a lot of reasons. But the consensus that I've heard and that I believe is that Carson Wentz is going to play, but they think he's nowhere near 100%, which means he's about comparable, uh, comparable to his backup on that team. So when you're comparable to the backup, that means your value is pretty much zero. You're not worth anything to the line. And that's what we're seeing here in that game. My point is, I think the Colts this year were really overhyped in the offseason, and there was a lot of Colts love, right? Because they had such a good year last year. Phillip Rivers retiring. It's like, hey, well, as long as, as Carson Wentz can have an above, you know, an average to above average season, the Colts can win 10, 11 games. And I don't think that's going to be the case this year. And we have to factor in health as a concern, okay? That, that clearly has to be part of the conversation. It's not everything, but it's part of the conversation. I would say a small part, but still. Uh, Colts, nine and eight. And I think that's accurate for Indy. Uh, Jags, I have four and 13. Texans, I have three and 14. I mean, I'm not going to spend much time talking about how bad those teams are. That's pretty clear. And I don't think either team surprises anyone this season. Uh, the only reason why I've got, you know, four and three wins there is because they play each other a couple times. So you, you got to give them each one win theoretically there. So uh, Jags, four and 13. Texans, three and 14. 
All right, let's move on to the AFC North. Believe it or not, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I have Cleveland winning the North. I mean, I think that this is finally the year Cleveland lives up to the hype, lives up to the expectations. And uh, Cleveland, I have 11-6 and six winning the North. And I just think that Stefanski, Kevin Stefanski is a, a big deal. And I think he's one of the main reasons why Cleveland is able to kind of turn things around, at least seemingly turn things around. And they said for a long time, you know, coaches going to Cleveland, it's a place to kill your career. But I think, you know, it shows you get the right coach, right situation, right draft picks, and things can happen. So I think Cleveland, this could be the year. I think this will be the year that they put it together. I think the expectations will be lived up to. I've got Cleveland 11-6. and six. Uh, Baltimore, I have in second at 10-7. and seven. And I think that Baltimore is going to be better than people think. Maybe some close losses in there. But Lamar Jackson, I think, is set for a big year, especially on the ground. Uh, obviously, the disclaimer, as long as he stays healthy. But Baltimore, 10-7. and seven, um, They're going to be uh, you know, right there with Cleveland, and they're going to be a good team. Pittsburgh, I have 9-8. and eight, And I think this is kind of the feeling this year, that Pittsburgh will take a step back. I agree with that. I think the same for Big Ben. But I, I still do think that their offense and receivers can have good numbers. I mean, I think in fantasy, their receivers are still viable. I don't know if Big Ben necessarily would be. But, you know, my, my point is they're not going to be the worst team in the league. Nine and eight, still good for that division. But I think they'll be on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs. Uh, Bengals, I have six and 11. And, you know, no surprise there. I think that. They, you know, maybe take a step up with Joe Burrow, some players coming back. I like the defense, actually. They, they brought some guys in on defense who I like, but uh, 6 and 11, I have the Bengals. All right, AFC West, Kansas City. Obviously, I have uh, the best record in the AFC. And I say obviously, I mean, I'm not coming on here for hot takes. This is what I think will happen this season. Kansas City, 14 and 3. I'm not sure what their over under is. I think it's 12 and a half. So obviously, I'd uh, lean over there. But uh, Kansas City, 14-3. and three. No, uh, you know, everyone knows how good Kansas City can be and what they do best. Chargers, I have second in that division at 11-6. and six. It's all about the coaching staff. And now that Anthony Lynn is gone, that's going to make a big difference from what we see on the field for the Chargers. And not necessarily play-by-play, drive-by-drive, but big situations. End of the first half, end of the game, where Anthony Lynn was just terrible. I mean, one of the worst coaches in history analytically. So... Uh, I mean, analytically, when you look at what his his plus and minus for games he was responsible for and bad decisions, Anthony Lynn was one of the worst decision makers. And uh, you know, in terms of timeouts, clock management, things like that. So Anthony Lynn replacing him is a big deal. Uh, Chargers, I have eleven and six. Denver Broncos, I have third in the division at 10-7. and seven. I think the Broncos are going to be a, a much better team than people think. As long as Teddy Bridgewater can finish, I've said maybe just below, you know, right around the 15, 16, 17 range in QBR. I think this could easily be a double-digit win team. And right now it's tough because looking, I live in Denver. So I talk to a lot of people about this around me. And right now, the problem that a lot of people have is looking at the schedule, it's not an easy schedule, especially on the road. But what happens is as wins start to come, and if my prediction is is right, then maybe some early wins that people don't expect for the Broncos, then things change. Expectations change, lines change, and other teams who we may expect to be doing well could be falling off at the same time. So I think the Broncos will finish third at 10-7, and seven, and I think the Broncos will get a playoff spot, a wild card spot. 
And then uh, the Raiders. I have seven and ten for the Raiders. They just have lost too much. I mean, their 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 money management is crazy. If you look at where they're spending their money at, you know, they 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 say they're in, inconsistent. I think they say they want to bring in character guys for the draft. Then they bring in you know Richie Incognito and other non-character guys, at least historically. So I just think the Raiders are set up for a disappointing year. I've got them ten and excuse me seven and ten. I have the Raiders seven and ten. All right, let's get to our AFC playoff picture. We think the playoffs are going to look like this in the AFC. Kansas City, one seed at 13 and four. We've got Tennessee, the two seed at 12 and five. Uh, three seed would be Buffalo at 11 and six. And the four seed, Cleveland, also at 11 and six. Uh, Ravens, the five seed at 10 and seven. Broncos, the six seed at 10 and seven. And uh, the Patriots, the seven seed, also at ten and seven. That would mean nine and eight would be the demarcation for not making the playoffs, which would include the Dolphins, Colts, and Pittsburgh Steelers. In my predictions, so looking at these, I don't know. I feel maybe I was a little too heavy with some of these teams and a little too low with some other teams, but I don't know. I like where they're at right now. And, and I advise everyone, don't be making season win totals on every single team that if you if you like follow my plays and if you like to follow the weekend quick picks, don't follow these as season win totals strict over under plays. Now for Tennessee, where I have them 12 wins, it's nine. Okay. For uh, the Broncos, I have them ten. It's it's eight and a half. Actually, that one's climbed up to nine. That you know that opened up seven and a half. Denver, it's up to nine. You rarely see those kind of preseason moves. Um, but th- that's what I'm talking about. If it's a huge discrepancy and you guys agree and you've done your handicapping, go for it. But I'm not giving these out as hey, here's 32 over unders that I like and love. This is my season win totals. This is what I think will happen for the for the season. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to do this. Go through every week, all the wins, losses, and, you know, pick the upsets and look at the lines and try and predict what's going to change for the season. That's why this is fun. But this is not a guide to over-unders. Again, if there's a huge discrepancy, you know, that's fine. This can be your first step in the process. But just wanted to put that out there. All right, let's get on to the NFC. NFC North. Let's start in the North. I have the Packers winning the North at eleven and six. Here's the thing about the Packers: you go back, you go back and look at uh, Aaron Rodgers' career before his MVP season last year. His numbers were not Hall of Fame MVP. It was, I think, a misconception that he was had this trajectory to being one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And that's look. I understand that's if you just look at the last three, four years and you look at some advanced analytics. But still, he was not up there top four, top five quarterback every single season. So Aaron Rodgers last year turns it on, MVP year. He kind of has that year everyone's expecting him to have. And it's because a lot of people think he was motivated to do so. Okay, He had that motivation, came out. It was sort of him against everyone. And the one year where he's pissed off, lets everyone know when he's playing for something, he wins the MVP. So I think with Aaron Rodgers, a lot to him comes down with motivation. And this year, the motivation is questionable. Is he pissed off with the Packers? Is he going to... I think he's going to go out there. He's going to have a safe space on the on the field. He's going to have a great season. And I think this will be his final year in Green Bay. That's all but you know in, in, in stone. So this is also kind of an audition for next season. Who else wants wants Aaron Rodgers? And there will be more teams because the whole Tom Brady saga in Tampa, but there will be more teams who want Aaron Rodgers. There's no doubt about it. This will be sort of that 
last hurrah, last chance with his teammates. He is getting a few players he wants on offense, i.e. Randall Cobb. So I think that Aaron Rodgers will have a big year. Look, if everything was going great in Green Bay, I'd probably have them more than 11 wins. But 11-6 and six is my pick for the Packers. Second in the North, I have the Vikings at 10-7. and seven. I think the Vikings are going to be good this year. And I was hesitant not to put the Vikings a little bit higher, maybe 11 and six competing with the Packers for the North. I think the Vikings could be one of the surprise teams this season. I expect their defense to be a lot better. I think uh, Kirk Cousins is going to have a good season. I think Minnesota is my surprise team, but look, a lot of you guys may agree 10 and seven is not going out there too much on a limb, but that's where I have the Vikings 10 and seven. And I think, yeah, that would be good enough to make the playoffs. So uh, the Lions, I have third at 6-11. and 11. I think Jared Goff is going to be pretty much what Matt Stafford was for the Lions. And then I've got the Bears at 5-12. and 12. I think Justin Fields has a good, you know, decent rookie season, but 5-12 and 12 in that division seems right to me. NFC South, I've got the Bucks at 13-4. and four. I think they get started tonight on Thursday night, and I think they have a very, very good year. Remember, everyone's saying, hey, this is the same roster that was 7-5 and five last year. I think we're forgetting how they finished the year, the playoff run, and how good they got going towards the end of the season. Everyone's back. The familiarity's there. I mean, I look, Tom Brady's surgery, certainly, it's something to talk about, but 13-4, uh, and four, I think, is... Uh, uh, accurate for the Bucks, They should be the best team, I think, this year in the NFC. I've got the Saints second in that division at 10-7. and seven. I think that Jameis Winston will be reined in by Sean Payton. Perfect matchup for me. And I think that if you look at Bruce Arians and, and Jameis Winston, it's a horrible matchup. Okay, gunslinger with a gunslinger coach. You, you, however, you get the Saints now, more of a rushing team. Like I said, Sean Payton is the perfect guy for Jameis to reel him back in. I think Jameis Winston's going to have a good year. And uh, look out in fantasy, too, whether it's weekly DFS or season-long fantasy. I think Jameis is going to be a solid pickup. Uh, Panthers, I have third in the division at 7-10. and 10, And the Falcons, I have fourth at 7-10 and 10 as well. Everyone seems to be up on Atlanta. That's like the 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 hot and you know the, the sexy team right now to, to be picking in the South. But I see seven and ten for the Falcons. All right, NFC East. Uh, I've got the the Washington whatever they're going to name themselves. I think they're coming out with a name soon. I heard something like that. I don't know, but I've got Washington winning it at ten and seven. I've got the Cowboys at eight and nine. Think the Cowboys have a disappointing year and miss the playoffs. Giants, 7-10, and 10, even though I think Daniel Jones and the Giants do have a, a good start to the season. And the Eagles, I have the Eagles 6-11 and 11 on the year. So the NFC East, I think Washington wins it, but I think that we don't see the improvement from the other three teams uh, uh, from a year-by-year basis. Finally, the NFC West, what a lot of people consider to be the best division in football. I think the two best divisions this year will be the NFC West and the AFC West. And in the NFC, I have the Rams winning it at 12-5. and five. I expect Matt Stafford to have a very good season. And we talked earlier about quarterback and coach matchups, right? Jameis Winston, Sean Payton. I think this is a great matchup with uh, uh, Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. I think Stafford's set to have a very good season, and I'm excited to see what he can do in L.A. Uh, so I have the Rams 12-5, and five. Seahawks 11-6. and six. Everyone's shitting on Seattle. I don't understand all the hate. And it's because of the offseason. It's because a few rocky things happened. Russ made some interviews, made some comments, made some news. Everyone's selling their Seattle stock. I'm not. I like the Seahawks. I think they make the playoffs at 11-6. and six. I've got the 49ers third at 10-7. and seven. 
I mean, good roster, good coaching staff. You know, they're solid all the way around. You wonder, will the quarterback situation be a distraction? I don't think enough to alter any any wins and losses here. And again, great division. Um, I, their schedule is interesting too. It's it's not the toughest ever. You know, they've got they open up. They should start two and zero with the Lions and the Eagles. And then the end of the year, they've got the Bengals. Uh, Falcons at home, Texans at home. You know, middle of the season is a little tougher, but I think that San Francisco will win games they're expected to win. Uh, but there are some stretches where I think they may struggle again in division and with the new schedule. NFC does play the extra road game, so uh, 49ers I have at ten and seven, and then the Cardinals I have nine and eight. Again, good team, just not lucky by being in a tough division. All right, and the NFC playoff picture looks like this. I've got the Bucks winning or getting the one seed in the bye at 13 and 4, Rams 12 and 5, Packers 3 seed 11 and 6, and Washington the 4 seed at 10 and 7. Uh, Seattle the 5th seed 11 and 6. By the way, the reason Washington's ahead of Seattle is cuz they have them winning their division. Seattle 11 and 6 is the 5th seed, the 49ers the 6th seed at 10 and 7, and the last team in the Minnesota Vikings also at 10 and 7. That means the Saints at 10 and 7 would be on the outside looking in. So that's how I have my NFC playoff picture and my AFC playoff picture as well. Um, I guess everyone makes their, their Super Bowl pick at this time. And I got to tell you, I don't have any futures on the Super Bowl. I haven't made a pick. So I'm kind of doing this on the fly. And I'm just doing this because this is sort of like, this is what everyone does. You give your pick before the season starts. And since the season starts tonight, and this is my last opportunity we're going to go uh, – I'm going to go Kansas City again. Big surprise there. Whoa, hot take, Kansas City. Uh, and then I'm going to take the L.A. Rams. We're going Rams out of the NFC. I think the Rams have a good year, and I think we see Matty Ice. No, it's Matt Stafford. Matty Ice is uh, is Atlanta. I think we see Matty Staff. I don't know. We can't go any good places with that. I don't know. I think we see the Rams in the Super Bowl. That's my pick. That's my pick. I'm sticking with it. Rams, Kansas City. I'm probably going to be changing it, actually. I say I'm sticking with it. It's going to be, I bet, three weeks in. I'm going to say, I, I want to change it. I want an amendment. Either way. Thanks for listening. Those are my totals on every single NFL team. Let me know what you think. Give us a follow on Twitter, at SharpAnglePod. And uh, you can give me a follow individually at Tyler Walgie. Good luck. Whatever you have going on tonight, we gave out ta- or, uh, Tampa Bay as a part of our teaser last weekend. We gave it with Ole Miss in college. So the listeners who are uh, playing the quick picks with us, we've got uh, Tampa tonight minus one and a half. Whatever you guys have other than that, though, good luck. Hope you catch some winners. Hope you have a nice start to the NFL season. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.